Hey everyone, I'm David Goldberg with Sarah McGoldrick and welcome to another episode of Media Gold, a podcast by the Gold Clover Group. Um, today, our episode, uh, we have a very special guest with us. Uh, her name is Danielle Miller and she's a realtor with the Keitner Group here in Toronto. Hi, Danielle. Hi, David. How are you? Hi, Danielle. Very well, thanks. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. Oh, glad to hear. Uh, so, you know, we wanted to kind of kick off a series uh, profiling uh, people in different industries and see how they're harnessing the, the power of, uh, you know, digital and social media to get their jobs done and how crucial it is these days. Before we jump into all that, though, um, did you guys watch Super Bowl or just the halftime show? I watched the Super Bowl. I did the whole thing. <laughs> wow. Danielle? I, I, I quote unquote watched the Super Bowl. I, I was watching the Super Bowl, but scrolling through social media on my phone at the same time. So I about half watched the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. What'd you guys think of that halftime show? I liked it. I thought he, I thought he did a great job. I mean, he could only do so much with, I'm sure, COVID protocols and everything, but I thought he did a great job. Yeah. And I heard like he actually, like he wanted to go so far, he actually had to spend like several million dollars of his own money yeah. to pull off some of the stunts and things that they, they wanted to do. So um He's definitely an interesting guy. Yeah, weekend. I learned. I didn't realize that the performers didn't get any money doing this. I mean, I'm sure they get a lot of money in sales and recognition, but I didn't realize they weren't yeah. getting paid at all to do the Super Bowl. Oh wow, I had no idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you know, let's jump into our conversation here uh, with uh, Danielle. So, Danielle, um, tell us about you know who you work for, how long you've been a realtor, and what kind of. Uh, you know, what, what, what's your focus in the market here in Toronto? Yeah, so I've been, uh, I've been a licensed agent for just over three years now. Um, when I was, I, I worked in the restaurant industry for 10 years. So when I first got my license, I had quit one of two of my restaurant jobs and, and you know, tried to, for a couple months, tried to do real estate while also working at a, at a restaurant and it just didn't really work. And then um, a couple months later, my restaurant actually shut down. So I, I took that as a sign to <laughs> just give real estate a go full time. So jumped right. into a full time. And around that time is actually when I met um, my team leader. His name's Austin Keitner. He runs the Keitner Group and ended up joining a team just about three months after I was licensed. So I never really put in much effort to being a solo agent and kind of jumped right on the opportunity to, to join a team when that came up. So uh, we're a team called the Keitner Group and our brokerage is uh, Keller Williams, uh, the referred urban office, so the downtown office. And uh, we're actually a part, we're actually a sub brokerage, um, but we're also a sub team of a larger uh, American team called the Ben Kinney team. So there's a lot of umbrellas that we're under for sure. Mm -hmm. So how does that work when it comes to marketing if you've got multi-level teams? Because I can see other organizations that might have, you know, that might be part of a larger entity, but they want to um, be able to promote the work that they're doing individually. Yeah, absolutely. So it really depends on the client that you're meeting with. You know, if, if, if it's someone from my sphere, like a friend of mine, I'm not going to dig too deep into the, the Ben Kinney and the Keitner Group stuff because I, I, they probably just care about the people that they're dealing with head on, which is the Keitner Groups. But um, when we've got more international clients and clients that, that want their properties to be marketed to a broader reach, that's where we kind of explain being a team within a team and, and how we can get our marketing out and our, our name out to a much broader, broader reach of potential buyers for their property. 
Uh, so how did, you know, we're like a year into the pandemic now and, uh, and when it first hit, you know, things kind of did go at a standstill, but you found that, um, it exploded. You were just telling us before we started that, you know, things are busier than ever. How did the pandemic really affect you guys, uh, and the bottom line? If yeah, at all. So when it, yeah. When it, when it first hit like last March, it really kind of slowed things down. Um, and in certain categories, prices did, did drop a little bit, but the government just kept lowering. I mean, when COVID started being, when there were rumblings of it and it's, it's coming to Canada and it's going to happen is when the government kind of started lowering interest rates to keep the market afloat. And they've just been lowering them ever since last, I think it was February or March when they first uh, lowered the benchmark rate by a lot. So they've been really driving the market. We did see a dip uh, last spring. I even had some clients that purchased homes without even seeing them because, you know, everyone was a lot more scared of COVID at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so showings were very limited. We, we tried to do as much digital as we could. Um, and then things started to kind of normalize, I'm sure, as everyone saw over the summertime and things started to pick back up and the market hit a more balanced market, more normal. And then since this last lockdown, uh, we've definitely seen things kind of go even crazier. We're, we're in a, a big seller's market now. It varies from category to category and varies based on the area, but it's definitely a seller's market across across the board for sure. How did you uh, pivot? So you, you obviously had to change how you were using your, your social media. Um, we'll stick to social media specifically. So how did you change when the market changed? And what are you continuing to do? What worked and, and you're sort of continuing on with? Well, yeah, our team is actually really big on um, our, our, our methods of lead generation. Our main ones were door knocking, which is literally when you you go up to doors and you start knocking and asking people if they want to sell their homes um, and open houses. So obviously, you know, we can still door knock, but it's not really the most appropriate thing to do. So we've, we've decided not to. And then obviously we can't do any open houses right now. So we kind of had to shift um and brought in our online lead generation. So our, we call them IDX leads, but they're basically people whose information we've captured because they've come to our website through various sources, uh, be that Google AdWords or um, promoted ad posts on various social medias, whether that's Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. And people come to our website and they input their information. And, and that's where we've been capturing a lot more of our leads now. Um, personally, I've recently decided that I was going to, uh, start using TikTok as a means of lead generation. Nice. Um, I've seen a lot of people do that. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, and I saw some agents that were doing it and thought, well, I'm young. I can do that. (laughs) I'm I'm young in general, but I'm old for TikTok, but it's okay. Um, so I kind of took that on as my own personal means for lead generation. I work mostly with buyers. I'm my title on the team is the lead buyer specialist. So I work mostly with buyers and have kind of always gravitated more towards first time home buyers. And I thought, you know, the TikTok generation, those are the probably the, the first time home buyers of the next five years. So I actually uh, just started kind of posting TikTok videos, whether it was just inside agent humor or tips. I posted one that got, I think, almost 30,000 views that was just explaining the different um, benchmarks for down payments because people don't know that. Um, and I actually, last week, I, I met a client a couple of weeks ago on TikTok and helped them purchase their first home last week. So it's Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. 
So other than TikTok, uh, what is what do you think is like the most single valuable uh, social media platform for a realtor right now? I think whatever one you're going to put the most effort into. I know a lot. I, there's an agent that I know. She's a, a friend of mine as well. And she just puts so much effort into her Instagram. And she basically runs her entire business through her Instagram. And it's so inspiring to see. And, you know, that works for her because that's where she puts the most time in. And I've seen agents who put the most time into TikTok or agents that put most of their time into Facebook. So it, it really depends on where you're going to put most of your time and effort into and money because the sponsored mm-hmm. ads aren't cheap either. <laughs> <laughs> Is it useful to have a niche in, in real estate to, to make selling and, you know, from either just a door knocking or social perspective, or is it, is it better to, you know, sell anything? Um, yeah, I would definitely say it's important to have a niche. There's that, uh, quote that it's, if you're everything to everybody, then you're nothing to anybody. Um, and you know, there's a lot of agents out there that will just, you know, take a listing in Markham and then help a buyer buy in Hamilton and they're just all over the place and have no focus. And it's, it's tough to do your job when you're all over the place. So, um, the members of my team, we all do kind of have our own niche markets, uh, be that geographical or, or a target market of people you work with, like me working with buyers. Um, but I definitely think it's important because then you can really focus on that and really, learn that geographic market or learn that area that you're working in. I've got a colleague on my team. Uh, his name's Joel and he goes by Mimico Joel because Mimico is his, is his specialty market. And he has knocked on every single door in Mimico probably two or three times. He knows everybody that lives there and that's his, his market specialty. And he's the go-to guy in Mimico instead of being all over the place and having kind of no brand recognition anywhere. That's, that's, the way our team has decided to focus. So we have, um, and we have members on our team all the way up in Newmarket. We have uh, team members out in Hamilton. Um, we've got buyer agents. We have listing agents. Everyone kind of has their own uh, special focus, and it's it's worked for us so far. So um, you know, a lot of people during the pandemic. Well, you said like even before the pandemic, you know, you had this. You wanted to jump to a career change from the restaurant industry, and a lot of people have been changing careers just in the last uh, ten or eleven months. Um, so, for anybody who's looking to get into real estate, uh, what are some of your recommendations for people just starting out? Yeah, I would definitely say once you're done your courses, um, do your research and join a brokerage that's going to give you a, a lot of extra education. Um, the the courses that you do to get your real estate license really only cover the legalities of real estate, how to properly write offers and the co- realtor code of ethics and all that stuff. But they don't actually tell you anything about how to market a home, where to find clients, how to service those clients. Um, so joining a good brokerage that's going to have uh, solid education, uh, like a brokerage like Keller Williams, uh, I would definitely recommend. Um, and joining a team as well. I, you know, lots of agents want to give it a go on their own. But mm-hmm. I, I thought, I mean, I, I feel like I made a really good decision by joining a team because you don't, you know, teams, you do have to split your commission with your team, but the team does pay for a lot. So a lot of those upfront expenses um, that you would have as a realtor are covered. And I think that's really important when you're starting out because we are commission based and we don't make a regular salary. And if, if you don't work and you don't close deals, then you're not going to make any money. So um, having being able to focus all of your time on building your database and meeting clients and servicing those clients, as opposed to spending time, you know, deciding on a brand logo 
uh, I think are really important. So try to focus on building your database um, more so than, you know, designing your for sale signs or something like that. And you're talking about joining up at the brokerage because they help you with those upfront costs and, and help you with some resources, assets. Are there other like professional associations um, that you recommend people should look into that are really worth your time and money? Um, I don't know so much about associations, but there's definitely some good books that I would recommend for agents starting out. Um, like The Millionaire Real Estate Agent by Gary Keller is definitely a staple. And that's whether or not you're going to join a Keller Williams brokerage. Um, mm -hmm. But that's definitely a really good read. Um, the One Thing is another really good book um, that Gary Keller wrote. And I've got that on my shelf right here. He wrote it with Jay Packerman. Um, Seller Be Sold by Greg Cordone. Uh, really, really great books that I would definitely suggest anyone looking to start their career to look into. Awesome. That's some good tips. Thank you. Do you think it's valuable for a real estate agent, you know, in addition taking to taking the courses um, to maybe take, even if it's an online marketing course? Yeah, I would say so. It's, you know, it's very valuable to do that. Um, even just enhancing your people skills. There's a lot of real estate agents who come from the service industry um, and they end up being some of the best agents because they're just really good with people. So whether it's uh, taking marketing courses or, or negotiating courses, you can. There are extra courses you can take on negotiating specifically, um, or showing properties and, and different courses. A lot of that is offered by some brokerages, um, and that's why I think it's super important to to join a brokerage that has a lot of education. There are a lot of really good brokerages out there that don't offer education. That I mean, you can always switch to once you've kind of established yourself in the industry. Um, but starting out, I would definitely recommend one that's going to have a lot of courses and, and things for you to take. And then just kind of looking ahead the next, you know, five, 10 years down the road in the industry, besides TikTok, um, what's driving, what's driving the industry forward right now? What are the, the biggest changes you anticipate? Uh, I, I mean, social media is huge. I think a lot of, a lot of it's going to come to social media and yeah, TikTok, like you said. Um, we're definitely a very tech savvy industry. We can, I mean, we can pretty much do everything besides actually showing homes. We can do digitally, even signing offers and everything like that. So, uh, I, I could definitely see us in the future doing a lot more virtual showings, uh, where we show properties to, to buyers via FaceTime, which we are doing now because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. um, virtual walkthroughs. I would love to even see like a VR technology where you can put on those VR goggles and actually walk through a home. I oh, yeah, that'd, that'd be really great. Cool. I could totally see that happening in the next five to 10 years for sure. You never even have to leave your home. It might completely <laughs> eradicate real estate agents. I might be completely getting rid of my job here by saying that. But if you could just, you know, have those uh -oh. VR goggles and sit at home and walk <laughs> through a house, that, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, should we edit this part? Yeah, out? we might have to. Yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to become like a travel agent in the future. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good job right now either. No, I so. <laughs> well, Danielle, uh, thank you uh, again so much for uh, joining us, giving us some uh, insight in, into what you do. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This was really cool. And uh, guys out there listening, hope you found these tips helpful. And as always, send us your digital marketing questions. Or if you know somebody who might be a great uh, person to talk to representing a unique industry, uh, you know, just get in touch with us at goldclovergroup.com or find us on social media at Gold Clover Group. And don't forget to catch us every Wednesday wherever you listen to your podcasts.